Happy New Year and welcome back to the Champions of Change, the Rise podcast, where we get together with members of the sports community to have important conversations with athletes and leaders, giving them a platform to tell their stories and share their perspectives on issues of race, social justice, inclusion, and activism. It's only fitting that we start off the year with a special podcast commemorating Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. For this episode, I found myself, interestingly enough, in Arizona, one of the last states to actually accept Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday as a holiday. I am joined by Sean Mayo, the Chief People Officer of the Arizona Cardinals, and Jesse Lucetta, a linebacker for the Arizona Cardinals. This was a super fun conversation to have. I hope you guys enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it. You can also find all our other podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, and Stitcher. Tune in and SoundCloud. So I would love to hear what you guys think about the podcast. Any questions you would have loved to ask Jesse or Sean. So let me know in the comments and our different social channels at rise to win on Twitter and on Instagram. That's R-I-S-E-T-O. W-I-N. Thanks for being on the Champions of Change uh, podcast. Today we are commemorating Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday by coming together in the sports community and talking about civil rights and how civil rights translates um, in the sports community, how you can use your platform as an athlete um, or as an executive. Um, today we have Sean Mayo, who's a chief people officer for the Arizona Cardinals. And then we also have Jesse. Lucetta. I was getting to that. Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Lucetta, who is a linebacker for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and interestingly enough, from Canada, right? That's right. Um, you're originally from Canada. Your parents are from the... Democratic Republic of Congo. I was going to say Congo. Would you let me finish? <laughs> <laughs> um, and you guys, you're a first-generation um, yes. American immigrant. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. So thank you guys for being on the podcast. Um, we appreciate your presence and your perspective. So I want to kick it off. Um, I would be remiss without mentioning, since we're in Arizona shooting this podcast, that Arizona was the last state to kind of officially recognize Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday as like a holiday, essentially. Um, and that actually you guys lost the Super Bowl like bid. Or you were not allowed to host the Super Bowl in, I think, 91 um, because of Arizona. I mean, like Arizona's refusal to do that. Um, Sean, you being in the space that you are as a chief people officer, do you notice like any lingering... A sentiment about that? Do you think that there's been a change since, um, and we should be doing like the right thing? Yeah, no, I think you know from my perspective. I, I say I've only been here 19 months, so I wasn't here back in '91 when uh, when it when it occurred. But I do think the community has embraced uh, MLK Day. I think uh, one of the cool things. Um, this kind of be my second year here um, with, with MLK Day. We've got this pretty cool thing that's happening with all the pro sports teams here over the weekend, where we're coming together to really uh, collaborate um, and celebrate MLK Day, and so. What we've done, we've got uh, Friday, actually, um, all teams have a day of service. And so we have all come together and are volunteering across uh, across the valley, uh, supporting a variety of initiatives that, you know, impact the community. And so um, I think that um, I think everybody's embraced it. Um, I know there's a huge march that happens here. Um, I know a lot of community activation happens across the valley. So I don't, I, for me, being here, the short amount of time that I've been here, um, I think it's been embraced and I don't necessarily notice any lingering effects. Awesome. And I, I love that you mentioned the Community Day of Service, because one of the biggest push for MLK Day is just not a day of remembrance or celebration, but a day of action. Right. Yeah. How do we celebrate his legacy and his birthday? It's by doing things, um, you know, that kind of align with his vision. So, Jesse, as a player, I want to ask you, 
what are the kind of things that you engage with, right, to support and give back to the community or engage um, in advocating for rights or advocating for social issues that are, you know, important to you? Um, I just say since the time I've been able to be fortunate to be here in Arizona, uh, just trying to implement myself in the community, whether it's uh, having camp days, we go to attend schools and spend time with the kids for, uh, you know, whether it's an hour or two hours, uh, just kind of just give back, spend time with them and kind of just show them that, yeah, you know, although I may have a, you know, a quite tedious schedule, um, I'm, I'm able and fortunate enough to, to have fun and just spend time with these kids and just give back my time because ultimately, you know, that's what it is. You know, if you're able to inspire and give, give these kids hope, um, you know, to these, you know, lower income communities and, you know, kids who may not have the best, uh, you know, the best of everything, uh, just hope is all they need. So I was fortunate enough to have that um, when I was, you know, younger uh, myself. So, you know, just trying to pass forward is the most important thing for me. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And I think, you know, thinking and celebrating, you know, uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy, uh, giving back and being in the community was a big point. Uh, but another point was advocacy, right? Being an advocate, getting together in community, standing up for what you think is right in community, right? Um, I recall his book, Where Do We Go From Here? Community or Chaos, essentially talking about, you know, advocacy. And there's a passage in there that really kind of resonates with me and the work that we do at RISE, you know, and, and empowering everyone to kind of advocate and be civically engaged. Um, and it talks about um, in, in that era, uh, he spoke about people kind of shooting the messenger, if you will, yeah. you know, would you, you know, there's a quote that he says, like, would you um, be mad at the doctor who discovered a cancer in your body right. um, and caused them that, you know, that's the reason you have that cancer is because he found it. Mm -hmm. Or should you be focusing like on curing that cancer? Like right. the cancer is a problem. And I think about advocacy in the sports space um, and you think about, you know, the events of 2020 and like the backlash Colin Kaepernick. Um, received when he took the knee or like Gwen Berry when she protested at the um, Pan American Olympic Games. Um, and you see this culture of kind of shooting the messenger, right? We're mad at Kaepernick sitting, getting on his knee, but not focusing on the issue that he's right. protesting about. Right. Jesse, do you feel um, as an athlete um, that sometimes you're restricted in what you can say or do in your platform that <clears throat> it might like, I don't know, impact your your paycheck impact Absolutely. how you perceived. Absolutely, I think so. Uh, it just goes back to where we are at as as a society at the moment. Um, I would say the perfect way to put it is we live in a society where it's, they're stuck on being uh, a groupthink society. You know, as soon as you know an individual may say something that may rub an individual the wrong way, uh, you know, it's automatically it's canceling, it's canceling. And I kind of feel like that's that's kind of the root of the the issue, the underlying issue to say because. We can't we can't live in a society or groupthink where people are afraid to be trailblazers and truly speak up for what they think and what they believe in. Um, and as an athlete myself, you know I'm I'm all for you know advocating for what you think you know is right and what you think needs to be what we need to shed light on. Um, but at times, you know, you have to put it in perspective um, what you're saying and how you're saying it and who it can affect and how people will perceive it. Uh, so just going about it the right way um, and you know shedding light and, and advocating for the right thing. I'm all for it, but there's a method in which you have to do it. Sean, to that point, what do you think, you know, we could do as a sports community within the league, even in roles like, you know, the one that you hold to create like safer spaces or spaces of support where, what are kind of like the systems you can put in place to make a players feel supported, make them have channels to get feedback or advocate or speak on like their situations, whether they're, 
you know, with the team or that's, you know, something that happened in, in the Arizona community, you know, like, or for example, you know, we saw what happened with uh, DeMar recently in the Bills. What do teams do to give players space to kind of release, talk things through, advocate, um, express themselves? Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, I come back to really three things, right? I talk about listening, learning and leading, right? Um, and I think the first thing that we could all do, regardless of the, the topic, is listen, right? And listen to the perspectives of those that are like us or different or have different perspectives, right? Because I think that's what it comes down to. And then I think, you know, we all have an obligation to learn, right? Because everybody comes from different places, different backgrounds, they have different experiences. And so until we're able to learn what it's like to be in that person's shoes, uh, we may not fully understand, you know, where that person is coming from. And then from a leading perspective, right, I think we all want to be people that lead, right? Organizations of individuals that stand up and say what's right. But it goes back to doing those first two things that I talked about first, right? You've got to first listen, you've got to learn, and then you got to lead. And I think if you stay true to those three things, uh, it creates a platform as well as a conversation that I think can be held uh, across all parties. And back to what Jess was talking about, I think, you know, for sure society is uh, is quick to cancel based on what they see. And I think that's because a lot of times people just take what they see at surface, right? And they don't necessarily take an opportunity to go and really understand, you know, this person's perspective or see it from their shoes. And so I think if we come back to this listen, learn and lead aspect, um, it helps to create safe spaces. Yeah. And I think I I love what both of you said, because you're kind of saying similar things. And it makes me think about like, you know, yes, cancel culture where like I'm scared to say who I voted for. Not that I voted for anybody. I shouldn't. (laughs) But (laughs) like if I say who I voted for, like. Is Sean going to hate me now and think I'm a terrible person or is Jesse not going to want to do business with me or like contact rise because I'm, you know, X, Y and Z or whatever. Um, But then like, what's the answer to that? Like, we should be stopping instead of like cancel and getting on Instagram and being like, you know, get like, what does Drake say? The trigger, like the Twitter fingers um, stopping and being like, hey, let me listen to this perspective. What do you think we need to do as a community overall or in sports um, to do more so? perspective taking to listen to somebody that's different from us like what are the supports we can put in place what will we need as an athlete to like what do you think we can put in place what's something you can say to other athletes other professionals of helping to create that space that's a a loaded question because i feel as if you know sports kind of allows you to to be the middle ground because it allows so Mm -hmm. many different socioeconomic backgrounds to come together it doesn't matter, regardless of your backgrounds, regardless of your, uh, you know, your family's uh, financial stability. It doesn't matter. You're able to just come together at the middle ground and build those relationships, lifelong relationships, and and truly uh, be fortunate enough to one play the game, but two, um, be fortunate to leave the game with all the lessons that come with it. Um, and I just feel as if sports is such a great factor for for you to learn, and that's the biggest thing I'd say. Um, you want to try and find ways to. Um, teach and, and, and learn and I have these, these young kids learn uh, different ways for them to kind of change the stigma associated with it. Um, that's that's the best way I could put it. Yeah. That's wild that you said sports, it's a middle ground. So if it's a middle ground where we all come together, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be the best place to have Absolutely. these conversations, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, no plug, but the premise arises, right? Like, you know, yeah. sports is the ultimate unifier. Yeah. So yeah. this is a place where doesn't matter what your background is, Sean, or my background, but we might both like the Boston Red Sox yeah. back when Dave Ortiz used to play. Um, <laughs> and, you know, now we're rooting for the same team. And me and you at the bar rooting for Dave, uh, Big Poppy, um, we could like, you know, start a conversation. But I feel like that sometimes, you know, back to what you were saying, that like sometimes you feel like 
you have to watch what you say as an athlete. It's like a contradiction. If yeah. sports is the ultimate unifier and we can come together and speak, then yeah. why do I feel like yeah. I gotta kind of toe a line? Yeah, I think, I think it's a couple things, right? So I've only been in the sports industry now about 19 months. And you know, I echo what you said in terms of this, this unifier and this connector, because that's one of the things that I, I, I was telling people, because people always ask me what it's like to be in the league, what it's like, what's different. I'm like, you know, for me, if I go to a game, um, you know, we can even look at what happened with, with DeMar, um, is, you know, for, for that moment of time and even now with that situation, but at a game, let's just take a game for an example. You go into a stadium, you've got, to your point, people, right, of mm-hmm. different backgrounds, political, religion, race, um, socio socioeconomic. Um, for those 60 minutes, like, you've got everybody on the same page. You're either rooting for one team or another, right. right? And I think that's just a small glimpse, and this is what I tell folks, it's a small glimpse of what America can be like um, if we all come together for a common purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just a betterment of, of, of everybody. And so um, I think it's, it's, it's that aspect that brings people to that table to have those conversations. And so I think that is where, where you start at, is what, what gets people to the table, and then how do you start to break down those silos from there? You know, we have players who advocate. If we have fans who feel away, who are the, all the stakeholders that you feel should be at the table also rooting for one team or another or helping to guide that conversation? that maybe aren't present and need to be. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think, you know, this is a shameless plug for probably a couple of weeks, but we've got a we've got a social justice roundtable that the league's putting on in a few weeks um, with, 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 in conjunction with Super Bowl. And I think what we're trying to do there um, is bring together a lot of those folks. So you've got community folks, you've mm-hmm. got business leaders, right? You've got players, you've got executives. And so I think it's just, you know, it's a collaborative effort. And so I think just as many people with many different perspectives that you can get at the table, the better the conversation will be, right? And I want to go back too, because I think one of the things you talked about a minute ago was, you know, cancel culture, kind of being careful what you say um, and silence and voices, right? I don't know. I don't necessarily know that it, it gets down to, to to trying to silence voices per se, but I like mm-hmm. what Jesse talked about. I think words yeah. and word choices matter. And I don't care if you're an athlete, Absolutely. an executive, a person, just whoever you are, like word choices matter. And so I think we've all got a responsibility. And I think, you know, specific, specifically when you've got a, a big platform, we've all got a responsibility to make sure that, you know, those word choices that we do use and those things that we do say, uh, you know, make sense. Right. And so um, but but back to the table thing, I think as many people as you can get to the table that have many different perspectives that are living and have lived experiences that can share what it's like to kind of be in their shoes, the better off the conversations will be. Do you feel that if we heard more from like presidents or owners, things would kind of stick more or have more of an impact? Like if you, Jesse, saw an owner come out and say, no, I support this. Yes, that's wrong. Or yes, that's right. Do you as a player would feel like not that you need that to validate your feeling or your thought, but like, dang, so-and-so has my back. He sees my plight. He sees me more than just, you know, another chip on this field. He sees me as a human you know, and cares about what I care about. Do you think that would hold more weight? In- yes and no. I feel mm-hmm. as if in the locker room, um, we as a team would be more appreciative for it. But I feel as if in the true fight and really making a true impact, I feel as if the more players coming together and, and truly taking the stance together, I feel as if that would make more of an impact for the fans. Because at the end of the day, the fans, they're going to be buying jerseys for their favorite player who's doing this, what he stands for. They're, they're following all these players on social media. They want, you have little kids who want to imitate and, and make and dress up as, uh, as a player on, on Halloween. So it's like, it's evident that these players have much more of an impact. 
And although, yes, you know, the GMs, the people who are in these high ranking positions are they're they're going to go viral and whether they make a decision or not, new trade and whatnot. But at the end of the day, the fans are more in tune with the players. So the players taking a stance together, I feel as if will make a, a much uh, stronger impact in the community. It's yeah. good. Yeah, no, you're right. Because I think at the end of the day, the people on the field yeah. are the ones that kind of hold the keys. Absolutely. Right. If you tell, you know, Arizona to drink red Gatorade, that's what they're going to drink. Right. right. Because they follow the players. So I, I right. think I think organizational change. Right. Yeah. You know, you could be advocating on the field so your face turns carnal red. Mm-hmm. Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> but you necessarily aren't in the positions Sean, right, in the executive suite, in, you know, the executive committee making different organizational rules and changes. So do you think it's it's you know, you would need kind of like that that pull from the top brass to co-sign? Yeah, no, here's my perspective on that. Right. I don't want anybody saying anything that they don't truly believe in their heart. You know what I mean? So I would rather people not say anything. than come out and lie and say you feel a certain way or you're advocating for this, right? So um, I think if they've got a voice that is going to add value or maybe dissension, right, if they disagree, right, I think it's all part of that good dialogue that needs to happen. So I don't necessarily say that it makes a difference unless they're truly passionate about it. And if they're passionate about it, then absolutely it makes a, makes a difference. But I would... I would you wouldn't want performative measures. Right, right. Because those yeah. actually hurt more. Right, right. right. Yeah. Than not taking Yeah. Yeah. So if they're yeah. passionate about it, absolutely. So I want to close out with this, right? Again, commemorating Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. Um, Sean, you did a shameless plug about what you guys are doing on the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> For the community. Um, Jesse, think about all the things that you shared. Um, what else do you think that we can be doing as a community or even as teams, football teams, right? We have like different initiatives with NFL, like Inspire Change, the higher light different things that players are doing, um, you know, support with fundraising, give money to different um, organizations. But what more can we be doing as a community? Can you be doing in your perspective role? Can you commit to doing moving forward um, that we can reflect on the next MLK day mm-hmm. um, and say, hey, this is what I want to do. This is the impact I had in my community. Um, I'll start it off. I, I think for me personally, is just trying to trying to be present. Um, you know, I've, I've had like smaller, slow stints where I'm able to be in the community, but truly having a presence in the community and having and ensuring that these people know that um, I care. And it's not just, you know, at a, I'm not just throwing out words out there where it's like I'm present. You know, I'm able to find ways to implement myself and truly give back to the community, uh, whether if it's a toy drive or whether it's just, you know, back to back to school shopping. Uh, just trying to do something and it doesn't take much but you know it's the little things that matter in life and that's the one thing you know i pride myself and i was fortunate enough to make it to where i am now because i have a village of supporters uh right. so you know why not pay for it and be a play a play a small part of it and being you know a, someone else's a support life. system for someone else who's who's trying to move forward with their life and, their, and chase their dreams and aspirations yeah i think on my end i think personally if i go personal first i think uh you know how do i continue to get ingrained in this local community so i'm pretty brand new to it so getting ingrained here and you know finding ways to make an impact personally but i think uh as, as much as teams and organizations can use their platform uh to really go out and continue to do good right you know one of the things that uh, i was super excited to get involved in here last year uh was this whole civics matters deal we took 230 kids to, to dc to learn about civics and get involved right. in the in in their communities right and so how do teams branch out and think creatively about the assets that they have available to them to be able to launch platforms like that to you know, reach the youth and reach different communities uh, to bring them in and get them interested in this space. And so I think if, if, if all organizations commit to leveraging their assets to do that, 
we'll be better off as a as, a, as an organization. Right. Sean, thank you for being on the panel. You're an asset to the sports community. I, I know the Cardinals see, you know, all that you bring to the table um, and that you do for folks. I really appreciate you. Jesse, I mean, you're an inspiration. Um, I love when athletes can um, kind of share their perspectives, think about how they can be leaders in the community because, mm -hmm. you know, you guys are leaders, you know, by default. Mm -hmm. Everyone looks to you, so why not use your platform sure. to steer people in the right direction? Thank you guys. My name is Scarlett Martinez, Senior Director of Empowerment at RISE. Make sure you tune in to this and other episodes of the Champions of Change, the RISE podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud, and visit our website at risetowin.org. And lastly, please come visit us in the comment section at Instagram and Twitter. Let us know what you think about the episode and any questions you would have liked to ask at Rise to Win. That's R I S E T O W I N.